questions. to go into, to be with the sensation, the intention is about getting rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I've been trying to ask myself questions. I, you know, first of all, I tried to open the eyes, but there was also the strong intention to close the eyes because that intention wants to go really deep into the body. Uh -huh. um, so it's the intention to be close to it, but also the intention to get rid of it, you're yes. saying? Okay, so they're yes. kind of together. Yes, mm -hmm. I could see it very clearly. So, so I was trying to be aware, to be just to follow the awareness, but I felt there's a struggle of trying to follow awareness and just to be with the sensation. So uh, the, the basic instruction. I mean, I can hear Sayadaw say it. <laughs> Don't try. <laughs> Don't try to, <laughs> to follow the awareness. If that's not what's happening, that's not what's happening. Um, um, you know, there's, there, you said, but I think what you said, I'll just rephrase it. You said, um, when the, the steadiness of mind gets strong, then you're noticing that there's pain in the body more obvious to you. Yes. And then the attention gets drawn to that. Right. But the attention is drawn to that with the intention to get rid of it. Right. And so you try at that point to follow the awareness so that you're not quite so drawn to the... Because I was also aware that, that there's awareness. I could, I, could, I, could, I could, you know, if I just not be with the sensation, I could, I could think, you know, I could hear, I could see. Uh -huh. So you could, you, could, you could notice there were other experiences right. happening. Yes. Uh -huh. And I could see the thread of being with, you know, now the sound, now this, now that. But, but that, that sounds like it took a lot of energy. It's true. Yeah. Because it's so much easier just to be with the sensations. With the sensations. So what I would explore in that terrain there is that, okay, so being with the sensations is what the mind is doing, right. and it's got this uh, agenda to get rid of it, notice that both of those are happening. That's what's happening. You've got the attention kind of with the sensations, pretty easy to be with the sensations, yes. and acknowledge to yourself, recognize, and there's the desire to get rid of it. So notice both of those. Does that make sense? Can you do you think you can do that? Yeah, but the problem is it's you know I could get drawn to it. I mean yeah I I, I noticed that but I could get drawn to the sensation and for for a long time I just sat there and I went deep deep into it. Uh huh. And and how much doing is happening in that? There was no doing. I okay. was just drawn to it, drawn 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 to it. Uh huh. That's fine. 
There's no problem with the attention being drawn to that. And to acknowledge when you can, as you can, the the aversion, I mean the, the, yeah, the aversion to wanting to get rid of it. But then after a while, I've, I felt, you know, the vibration in the body, like, I felt the, the body vibrate, and, and I felt like there was no balance. So what do you mean by that? I feel like I went into a deep, a dead end. That's what it felt like to me. So the dead end being the investigation of the sensations? Just being all the time with with that, and I felt, you know. And so what happens at that point, when you feel like you've reached the dead end? You've got the vibration of the body. (laughs) I try to to be aware of other things. Uh Uh-huh. And what happened with that? Ah, you're right. It was tiring. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes we can get a little bit, if it, if it felt overwhelming at some point, did it ever feel overwhelming? Yes. Like, just like, I just can't do this anymore. It's like, if that's happening, then I'd actually recommend get up, leave the meditation hall, take a break. Okay. You know, so, so just give yourself a break from it. Okay. Um, you know, if it gets to that place of, of overwhelm, let yourself... You could try to turn your attention to something neutral, but it sounds like your mind is, is already, you know, that's hard to do. So I would suggest, you know, get up, take a walk, open your eyes, give your body a different position, give it some movement. You don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to stay with something like that until it, like, goes away. <laughs> I thought that I'm, sure I'm supposed to stay with the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you stay with the obvious as long as the mind is not... Um, overwhelmed by it. So if the mind is getting feeling like oh, I just can't do this anymore, yeah. then you, you redirect the attention. Yeah. Where? When? Oh, y- your hand was right behind Dawn's head. I couldn't see it. <laughs> Just to follow up, because I've also been experiencing a lot of pain. Some of what I've been doing is lying down. And um, so it was helpful to hear you all talk about it. But a couple of times what happened was, um, if I could really be present with the pain, there was a way in which, the, and I think you suggested this, the fear was bigger than the pain itself. Yes. And so, so when possible, notice the aversion to the pain rather than the pain. Right. And so then it was kind of hard to separate which, which, which was the reason that I finally moved. Uh-huh. You know, was it because of the pain was so bad or the aversion was so bad? But I don't know. It was just, a, it was just an interesting kind of place to be in. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a great exploration. And, and um, you know, when you can, I mean, when there is pain in the body and there is aversion to it. It's actually best to be with the aversion rather than with the pain itself. It didn't sound like that was possible for Tui. I'm sorry, can you say it again? Um, when there is aversion to the pain, um, 
Sayadaw generally recommends don't pay attention to the pain, pay attention to the aversion. Yeah. Notice the aversion. But your your report was that it was, your your attention was just drawn to the sensations. Right. Um, so, but if you if you have the option, the opportunity, um, pay attention to the aversion, the fear, whatever. And you just were you. It sounds like you were just noticing. Um, but also, I was really. I mean, it took a lot of work to pay attention to the fear. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so after, and so the minute you know I quit, you know working, then the, I, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Well, and, and At some point I just had to say enough. Yes, and you do with pain. <laughs> At some point you, you, you do, unless your mind comes into balance around it, at which point it can really investigate the painful sensations itself. But, you know, with the exploration of pain, Sayadaw recommends, you know, stay with it as long as you can. Actually go into the investigation of pain with the understanding that it's okay to move when it gets overwhelming, when it gets too much, when you can't bear it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I could really feel it, the pain moving and it vibrating and opening. I mean, I could feel all sorts of ways it was manifesting, but it took a lot of effort to uh-huh. do that. I, uh-huh. mean, I couldn't hold that much right. effort. Right, right. And so, is that when you switch to the lying posture? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and that's fine. I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, the, the, when the mind is in the pain, you know, pulled uh, into the pain and working with pain, it, it, it's, it's a, it, it kind of wears the mind out. So yeah. you need to kind of know your limits, know your boundaries, and know when it's time to move. And so that's where I, I really recommend, you should probably move much sooner. <laughs> just a quick, oh, I'm sorry, I, just a quick clarification. You're only talking about physical pain. You know, when I was hearing uh, Twee speak, I thought she was speaking of emotional pain. And uh, uh, I mean, that's, I mean, emotional pain, it's like, let's clarify what that is, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't really. I, I heard physical pain. Was it? Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's physical. I, I, I wasn't averse to it because I could feel when it went into it, you know, it just released itself. And it went into it and released itself. It kept releasing itself. But after a while, I felt like it went too deep in, in the body began to vibrate. Uh-huh. And that was not a pleasant sensation. So, this is a, this is a different explanation. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so, you said you actually, you went in, initially the mind was drawn to the pain and it released. Right. And then the mind was drawn and it was released. Right. And then at some point going in, it turned into just body vibration and yes. that was unpleasant. So this is a completely different. Is, was it was the body vibration in the place where the pain was, or was it more no, broad I body like, vibration? I felt like the whole body, uh-huh. and I got, I got scared. Okay. <laughs> so that that what you're talking about sounds like it has more to do with the fact that the mind is getting really concentrated through being with the pain, opening, being with the pain, opening, being with the pain, opening, and the mind is moving into a new terrain where it's experiencing something new it's not familiar with, perhaps, this body, body vibration, it gets frightened. Right. And in that case, then, um, that, that's when the overwhelm happened? Yes. Uh-huh. So, um, what else, I'll just say, it, it sounds to me like the, the body vibration was more a manifestation of the concentration of the mind. 
that the mind got pretty concentrated on paying attention to the to the sensations. And so it's a normal kind of shift of awareness to experience that. Sometimes these shifts of awareness reveal things that are not pleasant. <laughs> so, you know, to, to acknowledge, okay, yep, this is unpleasant. And there's fear. So to acknowledge that as best you can. And if you can, I mean, just in hearing and having this exchange, perhaps um, you might have a sense that Okay, so this is this is a phenomenon. This this body vibration is a phenomenon. It's just a, a meditative phenomenon, essentially, an unpleasant meditative phenomenon. <laughs> and knowing that, perhaps it may uh, lessen the fear a little bit. But if not, if that fear comes, you notice the fear, be with the fear, and um, if it gets overwhelming, then it's time to do something. No, change your position, get up, do something else, or open your eyes. At that point, when the body vibration is so strong, you've, you said it's also not possible to, to move to hearing or seeing or some other object, because that's now a very strong object. Yeah, so um, uh, noticing the fear, noticing the body vibration, and when it gets overwhelming, shift to a different posture. Either get up, stand, walk, leave the room, give yourself a break from it. Since you can't switch your awareness to some other object because it's so strong. Uh, I'll give you one other option here. This is something just popped into my mind. Um, this is not from Tejaniya. This is from me, from my experience with um, weird bodily energetic states. That I, that I get into at times. Um, when that starts to happen, um, and I see that the, the mind is kind of getting locked into that place, I use resolves. I use a kind of a, um, you know, may the mind let go of this um, energy or something along those lines. You know, so may the mind um, release this, or may the body and mind release this unpleasant energy or maybe just this energy keep it neutral may this may the body and mind release this energy and then see if there's a little shift around the energy after you've dropped that resolve it's kind of like the questions you just drop that resolve into the mind and body and see how the mind and body respond and then um, if you notice a subtle shift you may try it again I, I would at times, I would get kind of pull, pulled into these really weird energetic states. And one of the things that um, I reminded myself is this is an impermanent phenomenon. And just this, is, this will change. And then I would use these resolves. May this release skillfully, something like that. And just watch it slowly, slowly change. And I just keep using that resolve. And sometimes it would take me 45 minutes before that energy state would shift. So, um, I mean, you can play with that too. I mean, that, that, that gave me a sense of um, um, balance around the energy state. It's like, okay, this is just weird energy stuff happening. You know, it'll, it'll release. <laughs> so, Excuse me. So, uh, so I was not familiar that you can have uncomfortable states in deep, uh, yes. Concentration. Yes. Uh, I thought it was all good. All, <laughs> all bliss and light. Well, and light. Peace, 
<laughs> this is PT. It is. I mean, it, it, the, the manifestations of PT can also be unpleasant. I see. Yeah. And uh, just. Uh, it's just energy. Um, kind of like I kind of my own explanation in my own mind is it's kind of a release of energy in the body, and sometimes it's like the body is just not. Um, open enough to handle it, and it, it kind of reverberates in mm. the body somehow. So it's, I mean, it's just not associated with some release of some emotional... Didn't seem to be in okay. my case. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have a question about connecting and sustaining. Um, I'm noticing connecting more and more right now, um, and kind of moving between the two, being together, and um, one or the other being dominant, connecting mm -hmm. or sustaining. And, and is this a, a doing? It's not a doing, okay. it's just mm -hmm. an observing. But the mind is drawn to, because at times there's not a lot else going on. Um, in terms of the questions, like, what is the attitude of mind? The attitude of mind is connecting. <laughs> so I'm wondering if um, it's skillful to continue to just kind of observe that, or if I should be backing off even more. Because there's definitely a gathering process. That's well, happening. say more about um, what's happening in the mind. I mean, is it balanced? Is it... Um, what other qualities are present in the mind? So, um, it varies. Overall, I would say the mind is definitely roughly in balance when it's happening, otherwise I don't think it would be happening. Um, but there might be, I often notice it in, after several thoughts have arisen, if I haven't stayed completely fully present, then Connecting becomes a visceral experience. I see. Okay. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, but the mind is averting more to the connecting process than it is to the thoughts. I don't know if that's helpful. Um, does it seem to, um, when it starts doing this, you know, paying attention to the connecting and the sustaining, um, does it seem to kind of recurse? that the noticing of the connecting itself becomes a connecting? Can you restate that just a little bit? <laughs> um, um, when you're noticing something like that, the mind... Yeah. Sometimes um, the very noticing of that is an also recognized, oh, that was an adverting, oh, oh. And it, it's just kind of no, it, takes it, you into an infinite backing up. It is not doing that, Okay. Well, though it does seem to be, even just the subtlety of the noticing seems to be encouraging the phenomenon. Uh-huh, okay. Um, I think I would suggest playing with it both ways. Okay. Um, you know, allow it to just be there, you mm -hmm. know, see what happens. I mean, if it, if it feels, I mean, sometimes all we can do is just trial and error, right? You know, is this skillful or not? Is this helpful or not? Play with it. Try it. See what happens. 
uh, and you know if it comes up you might play with it for a while and then let it go for a while you know or try letting it go earlier sometime and see what happens in the balance of the mind you know back up a little more um, I don't think I, I have an, an answer except to just say you know explore it and see mm-hmm. see what's skillful mm-hmm. in your experience okay. let it guide you <laughs> let your own experience guide you thank you again can I get a clarification I you, you were talking back and forth about connecting and I was completely lost about what so yeah I'll, I'll give you a little overview of um, um, there are factors in the mind that contribute to concentration. Five factors in the mind that contribute to concentration. And they're um, connecting the attention, vitaka, I don't know if you've heard that term, vitaka and vichara. They're um, aiming, directing the attention, uh, vichara, sustaining the attention. So the, the aiming of the attention is just, you know, pointing to an object noticing. It might be connecting with the breath, it might be connecting with the sound, just the aiming of the attention. And then the sustaining, allowing the attention to maintain its uh, connection with that object. So it's sort of the uh, intention to stay with that? Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the intention to with notice, the, the intention to be with an object and the intention to stay with it. Okay. So it's basically the second and third yogi jobs that Sayadaw talks about. Be mindful and sustain mindfulness. It's, it's in that terrain. Um, and, and so there's, there's those two factors that are really key for beginning to collect the mind. And the, co- the connecting, the aiming, and the sustaining might be on a single object, like the breath, over and over again. You know, Notice the breath, sustain the attention on the breath. Notice the breath, sustain the attention on the breath. In an open awareness practice, it's more um, be aware, sustain the awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, so the but connecting and sustaining it. is more on the awareness than on right. a, an object. Thank you. That helped a lot. Can I just follow so, up uh-huh. a little bit? And then, then today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sustaining has been quite active, but the connecting... Um, I guess the best way to put it is that it feels like it's a little bit of a ripple in the sustaining at times. Uh-huh. Because they are both. You might you might explore it with question. Okay. Um, um, because you know, in in talking about that, you know, when the sustaining is going along, right. there doesn't need to be so much connecting. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm asking the question. Right. So. Um, but I don't want to push it away either, right? right? So right. So you might explore it with questions. Is this connecting necessary? Is this necessary? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm trying to play with it without becoming um, an inversive relationship mm-hmm. to it. So that's helpful. Thank you. Dan. Still following up on this thread, uh, and I really appreciate the clarification you gave to Craig. I think that I have been avoiding the sustaining 
out of a notion that that's a doing that I'm not supposed to do, mm. that I'm supposed to, you know, notice, notice when awareness arises, ask the question, what am I aware of, which I think of as the connecting, and then back off and see what happens. But I also know, I've noticed that I'm perfectly capable, once I got the answer to the question, what am I aware of, of, you know, choosing to stick with that for a short bit. And short bit is usually, you know, five seconds, uh -huh. ten maybe. And beyond that, then it starts to feel like I'm hammering away uselessly and I'm not going to get any further with this. Mm -hmm. And so I've had sittings and walkings, especially walking, where I can, I can get into that where it's like, okay, that's what I'm connected to right now. Sustain. Feel that starting to dissolve. What now? Oh, the mind's gone over, the mind's gone over here. I haven't quite noticed. Sustain. <laughs> but it's really tiring. Uh -huh. It's really exhausting. And so I've sort of uh, concluded, I think, provisionally, that I'm not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so my sense is that um, you know, my own approach is to, to cultivating the sustaining in this practice is to use the aiming, the vitaka, and then hang back and see how long does the awareness last. And so just, you know, and then not try to do the sustaining. I think trying to do the sustaining is, does lead to over-efforting. The thing is that if I lean into the sustaining a little bit, I'm way better able to see when the mind gives up on that and uh, is ready to do uh -huh, the next thing. Uh -huh. So, but, but, but it sounds like that tires you out. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, my approach is aiming, connecting, hang back, kind of ride that wave, aim again, ride that wave, aim again, ride. And it's kind of, it's kind of an experiment or, you know, it's, it's, uh, getting familiar with that ride that wave feeling and it's more of a rather than pushing into it saying okay how long is this lasting you know um, just allow the getting to know that feeling of sustaining allow yourself to be patient to, about getting to know that feeling of sustaining so that it's not okay what is this feeling of sustaining how how long does this sustain so it's not pushing into it but it's more the Familiar, getting familiar with what that sustaining feeling feels like, then you begin to more organically recognize. You don't have to try to notice when it's wobbly, like I use that wobbly analogy um, around the, the scooter, you know. It's like when the scooter gets wobbly, that's the sustaining, right? You're riding on the scooter, the scooter gets wobbly. Then you need to, to connect again. You need to to to, to, to practice aim again, the attention. And so the, be patient about noticing that wobbly feeling of the, of the awareness. To not, um, it does sound to me like what you were describing, the pushing in, makes your mind tired, it's over-efforting. So I, I encourage the, the back-off notion, and from my experience, the, the 
it's, it's very like the scooter, you know? It's like you tap, you tap, you tap, and then you can ride for a while. <laughs> and and, and it, it, it does get to the place where, you know, if you're riding, you know, if the, if, the, if, the, if the scooter's going and there's that sustaining happening and you're still tapping, that's also over-efforting and going to wear you out. I, I think the struggle I have, I think the cha one challenge I have is that if there isn't enough sustaining, I get really fed up with the practice and uh, I don't uh -huh. want to waste my time connecting. Uh -huh. Sorry to use that language. That's <laughs> part of my mind talking. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It just thinks, what the hell is this? Let's look at the trees. Uh -huh, I see. Uh -huh. Oh, so you'll you'll have to do kind of a balance yeah. for yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Is this described in the book uh, that I'm reading? Awareness is. Uh, I'm not I sure. He has he has some terminology in the think back. I don't I've ever heard of this before, and I don't understand it. So yeah. Um, I, well, it's the it's the the qualities of the the second and third yogi jobs are really the, you know, be mindful, be mindful continuously. You haven't heard that from him directly. I heard that, but I interpreted it as simply being aware of what the mind is doing, not trying to to um, stay with the object. Or to yeah, no, it's not trying to stay with the object. Well, it's staying with the awareness. Then I, I guess I don't understand it because I thought that it was simply a matter of being aware rather than having to do all these things. Like, so I guess I'm all mixed up about the practice that, because I would like to have something to read about that. Because um, you're supposed to uh, be in continuous awareness, I believe. Well, that's the, that's the practice. How we. But think. I don't. Is that what you're talking about? That, that's now? what we're. Yeah, that's what we're. That's okay. what I'm talking about. Is the the methods or tools to use to cultivate that sustained or continuous awareness. We don't sustain it right away. I mean, we get these little bits, these little moments of, of mindfulness. So have you talked about that? Because I don't believe I've heard a talk about that. Um, I mean, well, well I, at I least... Talked, I kind of talked about it in my initial instructions around the... Um, Noticing and recognizing mindfulness as just be, you know, so just noticing mindfulness rearising is like that uvitaka. It's the, the aiming, I mean, the aiming of the attention. It's just the noticing that the awareness, oh, mindfulness is here. That's that connecting. And then, so that mindfulness rearises spontaneously, and to notice that, to notice the mindfulness rearising spontaneously, gives us the beginning of the ability to start sustaining the awareness by using, I, I called it prompted awareness. I've been just trying uh, lately to just relax enough to allow whatever happens to happen. Uh -huh. I mean, and that's, that's, that's another way. That's the another very way. beginning of this, but I don't, I'm afraid that I would tend to get, um, I would get too. Um, too busy, oriented yes, because that's where I usually make right. mistakes right. anyway. Yeah, and, and so I'm trying to. My first thing is relaxing. You know, it's kind of like that's my first. Yeah, and when, as you relax, thing. that awareness is kind of naturally there. Well, that's what's right. been happening. Yes. but now I'm thinking. I would continue with that. You know, <laughs> if I'm <clears throat> if I'm noticing a defilement, you know, with that, uh, then what I've been doing 
is uh, looking at the defilement mm -hmm. and uh, its causes, or you know, or whatever uh, would you know. I don't mean intellectually, but I mean emotionally or, or feelingly, sensationally, or whatever, what it is What it arising. feels like, right. More uh -huh. of a feeling, I'm not trying to... Well, so that's, that's kind of a, you know, being with that feeling of the defilement, that's a kind of the sustaining of the attention. Yeah, well, um, well, yeah, and, and then I, I, I was thinking, well, I don't need to talk about it anymore, but... I'll see if I'll see if I can I find a, if Sayatol talks I about a funny, this in any sort of books. funny example. It was so stupid, though. I was uh, eating, and uh, and uh, so I decided to have a second helping. So, so the the uh, idea of greed came, you know, and it was kind of getting on my case. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then the opposite arose. It said, "That's a defilement." Uh-huh. And was it a diversion? So then, so then um, I was kind of caught between which idea to go with, you know. <laughs> there were two of them there. One of them was, was saying uh, that, that, that uh, what was I, that, if, that I was being greedy by taking a second helping, and the other one was pointing out to me that thinking that I was greedy it was a defilement. But mm. in other words, a pure mind would not have told me I was greedy. A pure mind might have not said anything, but have allowed me in my own body to realize and to become wise about it from the feelings that were occurring, mm. rather than this poking up here with these words. Oh, is I what see. I'm oh. trying to so say. So it's it sounds like it sounds like there was the. A kind of a judgment, almost. That's yeah. Yes. I yeah. thought when it said greedy, then the other side said, "That's, that's a defilement." The other side said, "That's that's not that's not good to say that. Uh -huh. Even if I'm overeating or whatever, you shouldn't be accusing. You shouldn't. That's being a defiled mind, you know. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so, because what I would do if that, without having this argument, would be to." Uh, sustain my attention on the bodily feelings uh -huh. and sensations to see if they were leading me to a feeling of eating too much or you know of what was actually happening so could, so you said you got kind of stuck between the two of them well it was kind of a ping pong for a little bit <laughs> because I'm you know not used to this <laughs> stalemate <laughs> so I'm um, so but what I resolve, and in, in, I hope this is wisdom, <laughs> uh, is it, it, to go away from either of those, you uh -huh. know, into into the real thing. The real thing being? The real thing being sensation. Yes. Body sensation. Yes, I would, yes. You know, I mean, this arguing is not going to help. Yes, I and agree. And you're never going to resolve it because it's the fake, fake way to go about it. So, yes, so, I encourage that, coming into the sensation, yeah, that's So good. I do think yeah. I'm going to face this again in the future, and sort of beginning this whole trip of this, and uh, I may, this may be something that I'll need to look at this kind of, I've told you how judgmental I am all the time, which is why I can't do the, think I can't do the practice, because the attitude is so bad about it everything's wrong, you know, that it <laughs> happens to look at, so now I'm trying to relax around that, you know, get o kind of get over that hang-up in order to do the practice, so it would not be good for me to 
to bring up all these, you know, bad, <coughs> bad, I don't know, what, I'm, what do you have to say about it? Well, I think, I think that um, your intuition to go into the body mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, when that's the, that I think that's, solution. that's a, that's a play, I think that was wisdom, you know, to mm-hmm. come into the body, well, sure. stay away from the, the ping pong in the mind. And just be with the feeling. And that feeling in the body, I think, incorporates both sides. Well, so. it's, the, it's the wisdom. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it knows. The body, as they say, can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So, Craig? so, sort of echoing a bit of what Marilyn said here, that was where I was going. Is, well, wait, wait a minute, do I need to have this? object to, because a lot of times I have this feeling of just sort of the sustained kind of awareness and and, it, and and then the object kind of come and go out of that. Well, so one thing I'm just going to say here, so um, um, Dawn experiences her experience through this framework. She okay. understands that it's very natural for her to understand it in okay. this way. Um, it's natural language for her to use. Um, I understand the language. We could talk about it in that way. Um, it's not necessary for you to think about these terms or about the ideas. Work on be mindful. Be mindful continuously. Okay. That's so it was. It was like you guys. Whoa. Where they go? Where they go? I know, exactly you, you and me like were in the same place. Do <laughs> so. you want to shake hands? Yeah. <laughs> so, so don't, don't worry about this as being okay. something you need to do or right. connect no. you know, or know or understand. Just, it's, it's another, really at the level of, doing. yeah, <laughs> it's at the, be mindful mm-hmm. and sustain that as you can. Um, or notice how it is sustained mm-hmm. if that's, and as Dan was saying, sometimes it's helpful for him to make a little more effort to sustain because otherwise his mind is just going to mm-hmm. go off. Um, God, I was just beginning to enjoy it. <laughs> I think we both have winning After all this joy, <laughs> something new is happening. <laughs> so uh, is that okay? I mean, uh, yeah, okay. that helped a lot. Okay. <laughs> you had the same. Oh, I was okay. getting into a real word trip, and now okay. I got to figure this one out. Oh no, just figure let it, it go. Figure, just yeah. let it go. <laughs> Quite agitating, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so yeah, just just yeah, let that go, and it's it's really actually pretty straightforward. It's pretty right. simple. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there was a secret club or handshake here. That was part of. We have to start our own. Keep them out of it. This is kind of spooky. (laughs) Late night question. (laughs) I knew this was going to be fun. (laughs) I'm glad you held this meeting. (laughs) Is the closed fist of the master about to open? I don't know. What's he? <laughs> no idea. What is he doing? What is what is Dan doing? I don't have. I have no idea. You say is she going to maintain control Where or let go? Dan, out with it! Out with it! What are you, what are you doing? 
Are there any more questions? Yeah. yeah. Karen, did you pray? No. So I have a. Is there any anyone else? Nobody else raised their hand that I saw. Okay. So I'm gonna kind of I'm trying to pull together some like summary kind of ideas, and uh, one I was is that really we're more of a verb than a noun. Right? I would agree with that. Okay, and sort of like this practice, and and I remember Tanya talking about truth the other day in one of her questions, and sometimes I get a little nervous about things with a capital T in front of them, uh, truth and, and void and emptiness. And there's something I picked up from a Stephen Batchelor book. He sometimes talks about that, and basically whenever we sort of start talking in these intellectual absolutes about things, we're kind of locking the world into a static place instead of acknowledging this kind of mm -hmm. flowing dance that's going mm -hmm. on all the time. It's just our tendency to want to start locking it up in concepts and objects and things. So I just see that kind of where this practice is like, it's on two levels. We're working on our own habitual stuff. And that's on one level where we're constantly trying to catch these uh, endless lens distortions that we have. Mm -hmm. But on a, <laughs> on a higher level, what we're doing is we're really, or on higher, on a different level, we're really slowly shifting our frame of reference away from uh, uh, this worldview of me and I and static and this hard nugget of self in a world of static into a more flowing fluid thing. Mm -hmm. Those are almost happening simultaneously, but they're does that make sense to you at all? Uh, I, I think I, I think I understand your perspective on this, and mm -hmm. I mean it's it's your own model. You okay. know, it yeah. it I understand the model. I mean. It, I, don't, I wouldn't have described it in that way, but okay. you know, it it makes sense to me. I mean, there there is a the the meeting of um, defilement, the meeting of our personal difficulties, our patterns, our struggles begins to reveal to us that things are completely changing. That everything is a process. Right. So it's it. I wouldn't actually say they're separate levels. Mm -hmm. they're, yeah, it's, right. It's, they're kind of all integrated. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the very being with the changing nature of your moment-to-moment -moment experience mm -hmm. shows you the process nature of it, shows mm -hmm. you the, the unreliable nature of mm -hmm. it, shows you the not-self nature of it. Right. So it's, it, it's the, 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 high, the, the, the different level, the separate level you refer to could have something to do with, uh, in your thoughts, maybe, um, mm -hmm. concepts. Right. I'm, I'm already, I'm kind of creating, my, here I'm talking about, but I'm kind of creating a concept. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's, that's a good And, point. Um, you know, we have to talk in concepts. Yeah, we So do. it's, you know, kind of useful to be able to describe what's going on. Right. But the actuality of it is, I don't mm -hmm. think of it as the separation. Right, because the mind's a tool, and we, in order for the tool to work, we have to be able to work with uh, uh, everything in 
with language and but yeah. we've got to watch the trapping yes watch watch that that is a deep trap that we mm -hmm. fall into to believe the concepts as what truth with a capital T <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go and uh, and just to, to finish up I, one thing I've really kind of been realizing from this is that our that who we are is a bunch I mean we have a bunch of personas that come up all the time uh, in you know different little caps we wear uh, so, uh, depending on the, the circumstances uh, I don't know if I could make sometimes it's an emotional cap or I'm but all of a sudden even in the middle of emotion I can put on my little thinking cap and be analyzing something and you know if that probably doesn't make sense either but, but well, the I mean, cap I'm thinking of the caps as almost being different versions of um, senses of self yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, different. So and we can, in seeing that, I think I mentioned this the other day, we can see, you know, this cap, put on this cap, and here I am, you know, operating in this way, dealing with these people, and thinking about these things, and then, boop, this cap comes on, it's like, whoa, completely different world. Right. You know, they are unrelated. Well, I guess what really hit it home for me is when I was in having incredible depression, there were times when I could like run into somebody and all of a sudden I click into a different mode and, and it was like how can I be these two people yes. and then when I came out of the depression how could I and I'd read my journal entries and say how could I be this how could these two people exist under the same roof uh -huh. so anyway that's what made me start saying you know I can't really be that real this is all uh, they're just they're just manifestations yeah. of this conditions really coming helped. together yeah. I mean, as studying this, it just becomes more and more reasonable. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and, and to, not, to not have to say, oh, this is me. Yeah. Oh, if this is me, then that can't be me. <laughs> yeah, right. And all the limits we make up, create for ourselves by mm -hmm. even trying to define ourselves. I mean, actually, the idea is very hopeful of this world in which we aren't solid. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. It's a lot less <laughs> suffering. And you have endless potential once you don't cling to a, some concept about yourself. It seems a little bit like Tejin is talking about minds. Yeah. All the uh -huh. Yes, minds. the different minds. Yes, uh -huh. Uh -huh. that's the that's what he uses. Oh, yeah. This mind, this mind. Notice this this mind arose, and then that mind arose. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. very fluid. So we should stop, give ourselves a short break before before the chanting. I would like a short break before the chanting. <laughs> I'm in charge, I get to decide. <laughs> and I have one last question to the whole group. I have, I'm struggling with one of the words in the chant. And, and it's, oh. it's just this one. It's, it's, so which one is it? I get to it and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's just... Uh, down the lower part of the first page is I-S-A. He must meet. Okay, here's one thing I have to tell the whole group. The M with the dot underneath it is typically pronounced like an N-G, like at the end of sing. Mm. So the way I pronounce it is Imas Ming. Ming? Ming. Imas Ming. I don't see the dot under the M. Oh, you may not have that pay, that that uh, that version. So that isn't. 
page. That's also true for budang, saranang, oh. sangang. It's a little harder to do. You know, I don't care if you do it as an M. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be either imas mim or imas ming. Okay, because I was always stumbling. Thank you.